Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Well, Ken, now we're a third of the way through the season. The Edmonton Oilers are in first place. You got 16 wins. You are the top two scorers in the NHL, the number two ranked power play, and the number two ranked penalty killing unit. Just like you had it mapped out in the summer when you took the job? <laughs> yeah, certainly uh, what you've just rattled off there is we're thrilled where we're at here at the third, at the third point. Um, you know, obviously it starts with uh, Connor and Leon. Um, you know, right from day one of training, and, and, and Dave Tippett. I, I mean, I think I can't go very far here without talking about the, the impact that Dave Tippett's had on our team and, and our organization. He's in that locker room on an everyday basis, and right from day one of camp, uh, wanted our team to play a certain way, and uh, uh, all the players have bought in. Uh, I, I think everybody feels like they're contributing. They've got a role. I think there's really good good, good harmony and good team chemistry in that uh, in that locker room. And then obviously, uh, you know, you've talked about you know when, when the year starts, you know, you talk about special teams, you talk about goaltending, you know, there's some some things. And certainly, uh, uh, Connor and Leon on, on the offensive side have ticked off uh, all the boxes. Plus, um, you know, in terms of team scoring and and and, uh, and power play. Um, but but also the penalty killing, I think, has been a big story for us here. You know, I think that uh, you know sometimes you score in the power play and you just give it back on the penalty kill, and, and, and a third of the way through our penalty killing has been a real story. And, and that, again, is the, the coaching staff, uh, the players buying in, and, and, and obviously goaltending Koski and, and uh, Smitty have both been, uh, been excellent. And when they've had a bit of an off day, they've... Uh, uh, they've bounced back the next outing, so it's so far so good. Yeah, just uh, more on Tippett here. I mean, to me, casual observation, but he seems to have engaged the entire team. You talked about the fact that he's given everybody a role. Uh, the handle that he has with his players, he's a former player, he's coached before, and you specifically stated you wanted an experienced coach. Uh, 21 point improvement when he went to Dallas, 28 point improvement when he went to uh, Arizona, the Edmonton Oilers today are on pace for a 28-point improvement. So does that speak to the overall body of work for that entire coaching staff just because they are a part of that team? Well, a big part. They, they set the tone. You know, as they went through the process this summer, you know, after I got hired, you know, I, I really leaned on Ken Hitchcock. You know, Hitch has been around the coaching fraternity for... For, for a lifetime, uh, my lifetime and his lifetime, and he's in that, you know, he's in that circle. He he knows he can talk to people, he can gather information. Um, you know, I put down, I think I had 18 or 19 names on a list when I started. I sat with Hitch. They said, let's, you know, I was looking for somebody. I, on that list was three or four people who had never coached before. Um, I guess being in the league on an everyday basis, I was a manager for 22 years in Detroit. Um, you know, whether you're a, a rookie player. Whether you're a rookie manager, whether you're a rookie, and I look at you know back my first year manager, I'm not sure that I'd make a couple of the decisions that I made then if I would make make now. So I just think that there's growing pains when you're uh, when you're new when you're new to the league, whether you're whether you're a rookie coach. Now that doesn't mean that you know some rookie coaches come in and do a tremendous job, but I just felt if there was a veteran coach out there. Um, 
that was the direction that I was going to go uh, when I looked at, you know, coming to a Canadian marketplace. There's been a bit of a struggle the last few years. We've got superstar players, you know, and I, I, for a lot of reasons, I just, I just thought a veteran coach. So as I went through the process, um, and talking to Ken Hitchcock, and we talked to a lot of people. I talked to former players of Dave Tippett. I talked to people that he'd worked with. And everybody um, spoke about his ability to communicate, um, to, um, to, to, to have a plan to get the most, to make everybody in that team feel like they were a part of the team. Um, and and I, I interviewed, um, I think we met a couple of times and talked multiple times on the phone and got a comfort level. And, uh, you know, certainly he's been everything that I could hope for and, and more. You know, he's got 1,200 games of experience before he came here. Um, he knows exactly what he wants to accomplish. You know, even from the day I hired him, putting a staff together. You know, he uh, he's obviously he's kept some people that were here. He brought uh, Playfair was on his past staffs, and he put together a staff that he felt real comfortable with. And, and the whole staff has done a tremendous job. We're joined by Ken Holland, the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Ken, when you initially took the job, and I know you talked to a lot of different media people, but at the end of our first interview, after we were done with the interview, I said to you, there might be more here than some people think. Has that come to fruition? Did you, I mean, I, personally, I didn't see Ethan Bear being this good this year, but, the, you know, I did believe the organization had a lot of depth and young defensemen. But what, was there a little bit more to work with maybe than some people thought? Oh, well, without a doubt, you were, you were, you were, you were bang on. Um, you know, I think, and I think coming in here, you know, after I took the job, and I think one of the things I talked about, you know, I really believe <coughs> in stability and in, and in having an environment and a workplace that gets the most out of people. And I, and I think that certainly when I was hired and then, in a, you know, hired Dave Tippett, you know, you try to create an environment where that, that it's stable. And then, um, but certainly you look at, you know, you look at Koskinen and goal. I mean, he's been, he's been outstanding. I think once he got one regulation loss in like, like 12 games yeah. and low twos, goals against average, and he's 925 or 930 saves percent. He's been excellent. You, you look at Ethan Bear, Caleb Jones is up here now, um, is playing, uh, playing real well. And, and uh, you know, the, the, obviously the veterans, we knew, we knew about the veterans, but certainly, uh, you know, and as, I, as I've made a two or three, I've made a couple of trips into uh, Bakersfield, <laughs> there's some there's some good young players there, so certainly I feel very fortunate to come in uh, to, a, to to an organization that's got some uh, pieces and uh, some good young pieces, and uh, you know it's about players on the ice, and 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 there's been there was player there's players in this organization, and um, it's 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 a big part it's a big part the job that Peter Shirelli and his people have done previous. Uh, to allow us to be where we are at today. Well, you look at that 2015 draft, fourth-round pick, Caleb Jones, just kind of establishing himself right now. Ethan Bear, the fifth-round pick, he has established himself to start the year here. He's a top-four defenseman. John Marino, who didn't sign with Edmonton, sixth-round pick, he's playing in Pittsburgh. So good job there in an area traditionally that the Oilers have struggled with, picks after the first round. Now, they do have the horses. Uh, you know, you got more coming on defense as well. Can you maybe speak to your experience as a player and how that's guided your philosophy with uh, the maturation process with young prospects and why you want guys to spend. I mean, it's different when you're talking about a number one or number two overall pick. Those guys usually can play right away. But uh, how important, you know, the uh, the American Hockey League experience is and how the whole organization has to get philosophically aligned with this. Like Dmitry Samarukov has to play every game. Evan Bouchard has to play significant minutes every game. 
but how your experience as a as a goaltender and a player maybe help give you the thought process to how farm systems work. Well, you know, your experiences in life, uh, anybody's experiences in life, sort of guide you. And, and I played nine years in the American Hockey League. I was a minor league goaltender, and I was in the, I was I was in the Hartford Whaler organization um, for three, four years, and then my last two I was with the Adirondack Red Wings. And the Hartford Whalers and the Detroit Red Wings were both organizations at that time were struggling franchises. And, you know, playing with good players in the American League and watching them get called up, and and then, you know, young players, they're 20, 21, 22, and they were, uh, the organizations above were, were kind of latching onto some hope. And then, and, then, and then those same players coming back a month later, and they hadn't been able to kind of fulfill the expectations at the major league level and then they come back and they've lost their confidence and watching them have to go through the process of building their game back up impacted me and then and then I would say working with Scotty Bowman and you know in in 94 you know 94 to 97 is the assistant manager and then 97 to 02 is the, is the manager and he's the coach and how um, if you want to win you know, the importance of veteran players, of, vet- of veteran players. Now, you've got to move young players in. There's got to be a, there's got to be a plan to get, to get the young players in. But the importance of young players playing with older players, with veteran players, to be those role models and mentors. You know, I always, you know, as a manager, you know, I've got limited touches with the players over the course of the season. I, you know, you talk at the start of the year, and three, four times over the year you pull them aside. The coach has got to touch every day but it but it's but, but it's five or ten minutes in those meetings and, and 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 you know those players that are sitting beside they've got multiple touches you know it's teammates they're sitting beside they both got their heads bent over they're tying their skates up and they're just talking they're talking about the game they're talking they build relationships so if you've got really good veterans if you've got really good veteran players they're role models mentors for the younger players so my experience in the american hockey league and then working with 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 scotty bowman um impacted the, the, the importance to me of the American Hockey League. It's the best development hockey league in the world. The National Hockey League is not a development league. It's a wins and losses league. And the players that play on an NHL roster need to be there because they're, they're there to help you to, to, to win games. Certainly you've got to, there are some situations when you're in a rebuild mode, maybe you put players in a little quicker than you'd like to to kind of, you're building for a year from now. That wasn't, as I come to Edmonton, it was not a rebuild. I was not. I was coming to Edmonton when I when I t- accepted the job, and, and you know you've got Connor McDavid, I got Leon Draisaitl, and and the, and the fan base and 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 the expectations. Um, it's not about a rebuild. It's about trying to win games now and try to compete for a playoff spot. We're trying to build and grow our team, this organization, into a a legit cup contender. Um, step number one for me in 1920 was to compete for a playoff spot and be and have big games in March, and play our way into a playoff game and and and, and, and do a playoff series. So uh, um, that's my philosophically. So young players, <coughs> I'd rather have them in the American Hockey League being on the ice for 20 minutes. If you're a defenseman, on the you know I always look at important parts of the game, and are those players on the ice? on the important part of the game rather than sitting and watching. And, and at the American League level, the Bouchards, the Samarukovs, Caleb Jones, they get the opportunity to be on the ice at important uh, times in the game. And then, and then when, once they, they, they kind of ace that test, then the next opportunity is the NHL. All right. Uh, Ken Holland joining us, the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. Bob Stauffer with you in Oilers now. So, Ken, Edmonton 16-7-3 to start. You're in first spot right now in the Western Conference. 
the goal at the start of the year was to compete for a playoff spot. You put, we're, you know, U.S. Thanksgiving. The Oilers are in a good spot. They're in a competitive spot for that. Would you, how would you assess this team? Is this a good team? Is this an elite team? Because sometimes good teams that just have it can do good things. And sometimes teams that look like elite that don't have it, they underachieve. Like, to me, I'm watching the Oilers. I'm thinking, they might have it. Like, there might be something there with this group. But I'm getting the sense that, you know, there's still a lot more room for growth here. Well, you know, I think, you know, you know, as I look back to September, you know, really probably back to, 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 to the end of June, you know, when we left the draft and we sat in a room for nine days preparing for July 1st, and I'm in there with all the pro scouts, I'm in there with Bob Nicholson, with Dave Tippett, with Ken Hitchcock, you know, Keith Gretzky and all our staff as we're trying to, to uh, make the moves to, to try to make their team a little bit deeper and a little bit better. And then you fast forward to today. Every time you can win a big game, you start, you know, and, and you look at the standings, and instead of being on the bottom part, you're on the top part. And then, and then you know teams are ready for you. And certainly this weekend, going into Las Vegas, or this, this road trip, going into San Jose, they've won six in a row. And we beat them, on, I don't think they've lost since. I think they've won twice since. And then you go into... Uh, you know, tough game in L.A. How are you going to bounce back from a tough game in L.A.? And we come in and it, we go into Vegas with all that. I mean, it's it's an incredible atmosphere there, big game. They're certainly one of the elite teams in the National Hockey League. And to go into Vegas and win the game, and then we got to come and here and beat them. And beat them. And then we come in yesterday, and, and obviously um, <coughs> Arizona played yesterday afternoon, but got here last night. We had a tough emotional game in Vegas. But I think by the time we got to bed, it was 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And we found a way yesterday. It wasn't pretty, but we found a way to hang around the game, hang around the game, hang around the game, you know, get a big goal late, and then uh, you, win, you, win in, you win in a shootout. So finding ways to win. It's, it can't always be pretty. It can't always be pretty. And I think every time you can find a way to win a game and add, the belief grows. The confidence grows. And that's a big part of, of developing, uh, going into a game and believing that your best game is good enough to win. I think that we're, we're in the process of developing that. And I also like, you know, you, um, we go to the game last night, no Nugent Hopkins, you know. In goes Gagne, makes a big play on the goal, you know. He's out on the ice in a three-on-three. Three. He's out on the ice in a three-on-three. Three. So, you know, I think about opening night when Larson goes down. And, and you know, what are we going to do? Well, and all of a sudden, Bear steps up. And now Caleb Jones and Benning's play great. And, and uh, so it's about, it's about depth. And it's about, it's about uh, people stepping in when given the opportunity. And when, they, when you're healthy, they know their role is to be, to be ready, to, be, uh, to support their teammates. So I think that uh, as we're at the 25-game, 20-whatever-we-are, 25-26, 27-game poll, um, we've come a long way in my mind since, uh, since the start of training camp. Long more, lots more to go. And when you say are you an elite, you know, the elite teams, they go on runs in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, the, the good teams, they make the playoffs. So first order of business is to keep our, our, our foot on the pedal. We've got to find a way to play our way into the playoffs, and then, and then you uh, you got to make some noise in the playoffs. But I, but I also think we're trying to develop, a, you know, a culture. Uh, you know, we're, 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 we're a group, and we, we find ways, and everybody's got a role, and I think uh, that's, uh, that's a credit to the leadership on the ice, the players. It's a credit to the coaching staff. And, and, and all those players in the locker room to accept their roles and to buy into uh, it, it, it's, it's for the good of the group. 
Ken, a couple more questions for you. Uh, all right, so the team is where it is. I think it's safe to say you're deep in defense prospects. You've got a lot coming, Broberg, Spineover, Schleftia, Bouchard down on the minors, Sam Rukoff probably a couple years away, you know, Jones, uh, Bear, all in the mix. And, and that doesn't include guys that are just at the 300-game mark, which is like Clefbaum and Nurse, right? Yeah. So you're in a good spot on D. Yeah. Would you be prepared uh, between now and the trade deadline to uh, look at adding maybe a center or, if you could, possibly a top six winger? Well, I think you're always looking, you know, right now it's all quiet on the on the trade front for the, yep. you know, we, 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 other than the Pujajarvi situation, which which is, comes up here on December 1st, Sunday, yep. and we either got to have them traded by, by Sunday or it's probably something that we'll deal with uh, in the, at next year and at the draft. And nothing new to report at And nothing new to report. I've talked to a, a few teams this week, but nothing nothing new to report. But I think... You know, if we continue to go, if you continue to go, you know, you start to get, uh, you know, what, what usually ends up happening, Bob, is about a month before the trade deadline, the phone start, the chatter starts a little bit. And teams are starting to, to, to make calls and, you know, teams are, well, well, if we fall out, what are you looking for? And, and you start to engage in those conversations. So, you know, I'm probably uh, December, January, we're a couple of months away from that. If we can continue... Certainly, it's my job, my responsibility to try to see if you can, uh, at the right price, if you can add another another little piece. But certainly, I feel good, uh, to your point, we feel good about the goaltending. Uh, we've been a one-two punch. I, I, you know, the way Tip has worked them, two games, two games, two games, two games. They, they keep both are fresh. Uh, they play a couple of games to get into a groove, then they get a little bit of a, a time to watch, and, and the goaltending has been excellent. You've talked about the depth on defense, and, uh, special, teams and spe great. special teams have been great. So, but, but if you can find a player to make us a little bit better at the right price, would I do it? If, if we play our way into that situation, uh, certainly I will look at it. But we're still a couple of months away from, from that. Ken, we appreciate your time. Thanks, Bob.